0: Welcome to Just for Context, where host Steve Filler talks to esteemed professionals from the digital marketing industry all about the wide and colourful scope that is modern contextual advertising. Now, contextual advertising isn't new. It has, in fact, been around in some form or another since the dawn of advertising itself. What changed, however, is that when Google announced its eventual abandonment of the third-party cookie – see our Digital Distillery episode number one – contextually focused advertising looks to be one of the few really stable and flexible angles that can thrive in the shift rather than crumble. On this first episode of Just for Context, Steve is joined by David Graham, strategy partner for London-based ad services company Wavemaker. And here they are.
1: So today, I'm delighted to be joined by David Graham from Wavemaker. Uh, I'm going to let David introduce himself fully, but from a personal perspective, I've been lucky enough to know David for a very long time, we won't say how long, Um, but I can honestly say that as he's one of the smartest people I've come across in the industry and also one of the nicest people I've been lucky enough to get to know um, with a little sideline <laughs> as a music quiz god but we won't go into <laughs> that on this call but um, so welcome David thanks for joining and you, I was Chief. hoping that you could start by giving us the sort of lowdown on your mm-hmm. media career to date and perhaps an overview of your current role.
0: Yep yep sure so um I have been in the kind of media agency world since about 2007. I think that's probably where you and I first met, back in the Starcom days. Um, previous to that, I'd worked in various kind of in, you know, online businesses like MSN and Ask Jeeves and sort of you know, brands like that from back in the day. Um, and then uh, over the last sort of, uh, I guess, kind of 15 years, have worked through from being quite digitally focused and then moved into more kind of broader comms planning strategic planning um to where I am today where I'm the the, the kind of lead strategy partner on um one of our um favorite clients which is uh, transport for london and i've been doing that for about three and a half years now. So uh, started on it before COVID. Then worked through all through COVID on it, which was quite a whirlwind. Uh, and and now we're getting back to a sort of sense of normality uh, across across the business. So yeah,
1: nice. I, I guess especially a whirlwind on TFL really as well. That's uh, yeah,
0: towards a whirlwind on TFL, <laughs> COVID or no COVID. <laughs>
1: uh, nice, thank you. So so I guess l- 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 there's been a lot of buzz around the whole. Contextual space for the last couple of years, and and context being the answer to the decline in third-party cookies, would just be interested to get your sort of broad perspective on on that topic.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's something that w- 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 I know as an agency, uh, we have been preparing our clients for for quite some time, and we you know we thought we were being ahead of the game, but then the delays keep keeps being delayed and keeps being delayed. So we keep having to Remind them that it's still the client said it is, that it is still coming. but in the meantime, you know we haven't um, sort of rested on our laurels and and we you know we do work with a number of um, different um, publishers that have different types of capabilities around uh, contextual targeting because you know co- as much as audience is important, as much as the right message is important, of course it all it all works when you get the right context. Uh, and particularly for somebody like like TFL where we have lots of different things we need to say to people uh and uh, having that context can really kind of amplify the effectiveness or or the meaningfulness of, of of those messages so um yeah we do quite a lot of uh contextual planning contextual buys uh within within our kind of digital media for for TFL
1: yeah and and on, you touched on it with the the delays um that yeah, seemingly ongoing. But um how, how does that kind of impact the way you approach this this topic from an agency perspective and, and I guess where are sort of
0: clients on that journey? Um I I don't think the delay has necessarily held us up because we have already um looked at the marketplace and and uh developed relationships with uh you know with with textual partners who have who use different ways to target audiences using different signals or different 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 data sets i would say that it's less around first party data i know that's probably the holy grail for for lots of people but it's very complex uh and um you know you just never know what that what that first party data is and how how robust it is and how clean it is and all that kind of stuff um and it can take quite a long time to you know to set that up so um we so we you know there are existing um solutions out there in the market and and so we have been working with those but but also at a at a, at a group level a group m level you know um wp group m have a, invested in in a business called choreograph which is uh very much looking at that kind of first party data and trying to build a scalable um, you know, go-to-market solution for you know working with uh, first-party data, but also looking at. And um, I, I know one area they are looking at is is geographic data as a, okay. as, a as an important um, signal signifier because actually there's quite a lot when you start drilling down into you know uh, demographics um, attitudes da 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 da. Actually, ge- geography can be quite a useful signifier. We can get it down to quite a Granular level, it's actually quite a useful proxy for for lots of those things. Surprisingly, more than you would think, Um, just because of where you live, you think, well, that that doesn't that shouldn't tell you anything about anybody, but but actually, it does. Um, And uh, and 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 in London, that's particularly interesting for us because London, you've got you know, prince living next to pauper, you know, in a matter of streets, Uh, and so for us, it's quite important that we can get right down to quite a granular level of kind of postal code sector and and then you know draw out those nuances and understandings of different audiences in in those areas um and and using geo as a because the other other great thing about geo is is we can we can trade against it right yeah you can't trade against an opinion or an attitude that people have about something whereas uh, we can go into the marketplace and buy against geo so actually it's it's quite a good it's quite a useful um um you know data point for us when thinking about um targeting audiences in, in ways where we're not getting you know all that third-party cookie data that uh, that we've been all used to for so many years
1: yeah make, makes sense and and then it, you mentioned obviously there's there's a number of partners you currently mm. work with i guess sort of the question is around how, how do you sort of sort of start or or mm. evolve the process of evaluating their approach the, mm-hmm. the the quality of their approach and and is it important to have any sort of consistency across partners or so? how how do you see that part of the
0: i mean of course quality is 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 a fundamental part we know we we'd never risk our clients brands putting them into uh you know without knowing exactly the kind of environments and uh, the publishers that, that 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 um solution is working with so that's a sort of yeah, that's a, that's that's something that we just have to do is from from the get go and you know we're lucky that we have the the big resources of of group m behind us who do quite a lot of that rigorous analysis um of 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 vetting um a, a, and getting um you know mm-hmm. suppliers on, on board that 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 we can then work with and then it's up to us because there will be a you know a range of Different contextual targeting um, solutions that that then we can tr- try, knowing that they've gone through that rigorous uh, um, evaluation process. Um, and and it's sort of horses for courses, really. I mean, it, it, you know, we we know what the solutions we have, and then it's a question of looking at the brief. It, you know, what are we trying to achieve? Who are we trying to target? What sort of message? What are the right kind of environments? Um, and uh, and then you know, probably. We might test one on on one campaign, see how that goes, and try another one on another campaign. Some of it's quite serendipitous. It might be just a conversation with a colleague who have used you know X partner on some other piece of government business, and that worked really well. And we're like, okay, well, you know, we should we we should you know, can you show us the results? How do, you know what were you trying to do? What kind of a, a um, success did you get out of it? And then, you know, so taking that and then saying, well, we, you know, we should give, we should give them a go uh, and try them on on this campaign. So it can be it can be a bit kind of, as I say, a bit serendipitous, but but there is there is underneath it all some some rigor because all that uh, evaluation and testing and making sure that it's all brand safe um, ha- has all gone and all gone before and all been kind of handled by Group Group M on, on our behalf. So um yeah so like like i said earlier there's a range of solutions that we kind of that we draw on and it's a question of working with the digital planners to understand which is the best solution for the brief that they you know for the for the brief they're being briefed on
1: Yep yep make, makes sense and and so i don't know how you know how much information you can share mm-hmm. but any sort of um specific cases that you could sort of yeah help sort of bring to life, I guess, yeah, how you're applying contextual targeting to enhance the performance yeah. of campaigns?
0: Yeah, I mean as I said earlier, context is just is really key to everything that we do on TFL, whether it's you know planning you know the posters you see on what we call the on system so making sure that you know we've got a hold the handrail poster at the bottom of the escalators and not in the ticket hall or you know mind the gap is down on the platform and not outside the station you know it's just kind of basics like that just aligning your creative to to the physical context and the physical environment um you know so that's out in the kind of physical world and, and, and that's kind of posters but thinking kind of digitally yeah we've got loads of examples i mean we've been doing a, a small bit of activity uh recently where we have been trying to target drivers with a um a message to encourage them to switch a trip from their car to public transport and trying to find those moments where the cost of the car it becomes quite self-evident and, and it sort of suddenly becomes in you know into your consciousness because most people see their car as a sunk cost and it sits out there in the you know, in front of their house and they see it and they're like, well, I, you know, I've bought this thing, I'm, I'm going to use it now. Whereas, you know, if people are searching for, you know, car parks in London and you're going to be paying 25 quid to part your car for the evening on top of, you know, maybe going for a meal or going to a theatre or something like that, suddenly you're thinking, God, that's quite a lot of money. You know, maybe I should think about doing something else uh, in terms of how, how I might come into come into town. So it's trying to find those, pick up those signals and find those those environments where, the cost of the car suddenly becomes quite, um, you know, front and centre. Um, so, you know, we've done we've done that, and so far that it's quite it's quite a small piece of activity, but it has been performing pretty pretty well for us. I mean, it's we're not measuring it on a click, but if you use a click as a proxy for interest or relevance, then it you know it's it's been been performing pretty well. So that's a that's quite a small test around kind of car switching and encouraging people to you know, get out of their car and onto public transport. But then for our big, broader, kind of what I call our public transport recovery campaign, we did quite a lot of audience analysis looking at, we get a lot of what they call um, gate line data, looking at all the tap-ins of people going into the network and, and we get all that from global and then we can ally, we can then create Mosaic and Acorn profiles off the back of that. So we can start to see the types of people that have been going back onto the network sooner than others and then we can look at their behavior pre-pandemic and so then we can start to see if there's headroom to get them back to what they used to be doing and we were able through doing that we were able to identify certain segments um mosaic segments that were people that used to travel a lot that don't travel so much that had a reasonable amount of headroom and so you know, we had one group that we called kind of hardworking families and then we had another one kind of rising prosperity And then we looked at the types of interests that those different audiences had. There was some overlap, but there were also some quite different, like the rising prosperity tended to do things like going to the gym and going out in the evening with their friends, going to cocktail bars, you know, that, whereas the hardworking families were more more about stuff to do at the weekend, family days out, museums. And so then we worked with VCCP to create, create, develop creative that, you know, talked about those specific things and then looked at where, and then worked with the digital planners and, 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 our, and our contextual targeting partners to find areas where it would make sense to deliver that message, where the salience and the context, the context and help the salience of that message. Uh, so, you know, if it's a you know, family looking at something to do for the weekend on a particular website focused on London things to do, then, you know, the ad about, you know, go and do go to the park at the weekend or go to see the dinosaurs at Crystal Palace at the weekend, that kind of thing. So, you know, sort of taking that data and then working all the way through the process from, uh, you know, audience understanding, understanding those, those those moments and those contexts, and then building the creative to fulfil that, and then activating it through 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 digital um, has been really effective for us.
1: Nice. So, so actually, it. Sounds well. You t- tell me otherwise, but it, that sounds actually like a very specific. I guess a process of working with all of the different stakeholders Mm. in the chain. So, yeah, Yeah. so it's typically in previous years, we might have seen audience targeting or contextual targeting applied as a sort of data layer at the end of a campaign. But interested in in the fact that there's such a sort of close link between the, I guess, the whole channel planning, comms planning, and creative. Part of the process for for you guys, um, definitely. How, how easy? So that's so. How important, I guess, is the the sort of the education and, and, and understanding of those. I suppose the contextual opportunity, yeah? and how do you how do you sort of share that information with the you know creative agencies or parts of the business that don't have as much digital experience?
0: Um, good question. So we do quite we do do quite a lot of um. So learn, upskilling learning sessions, not only with our client, but also uh, you know with with VCCP, who we work really, really closely with on on TFL. I think it's one of the best you know agency relationships that that, that I've ever had, and we work you know really closely. We're almost like just one big one big team, which sounds quite cheesy and corny, but it, but it is it is the case. And, and so um, we very much uh, invite them into when we have. Uh, partners coming in to, to 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 sort of educate us and tell us about you know what what they are doing and how they're developing their contextual targeting capabilities, um, or, or 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 any other um, you know public media partner, then you know we we will work with ECCP to make sure they understand what the creative opportunities are, and then also educating. Uh, you know the all the, the, the client um, within TFL so they are they can understand you know when we are talking about XYZ partner they they know who they are and what their capability is um, and then we do a lot of you know we, we report you know weekly on all the performance of all our digital activity you know whether it's a, a contextual partner or not and we have drop-ins um, a, a every week with the clients so they can we talk through the results uh, and what that means so they can understand, you know, how, how has this been performing. And uh, For contextual partners, we definitely will show um, the types of environments. So we'll report on all the types of environments that the creative is showing up in. We'll do, you know, of course, screenshots of uh, to show examples of what that looks like. So they get an understanding of, okay, it's it's you know, the creatives appearing in this sort of context around this kind of content. So they, they get a, an idea of what it looks like because, of course, you know, they don't always see uh, the campaigns in situ themselves so we do we, you know we do as much as we can to to educate report, and, and to show what it looks like um you know in in out there in the world and how it is experienced by uh you know by the by the people we are targeting
1: no nice and in your experience does that feel does that feel kind of unique to tfl um or uh yeah i know your focus is yeah, you know, has been predominantly TFL, but just mm. you know, how do you see that working um, with other agents or other clients within the agency group? Is that uh, a sort of a unique kind of um, yeah setup for for TFL with you guys?
0: Um, I I would say yes and and, and no. I'd say probably yes and into the level of detail that we go to and the level of interest that it has all the way up all the way up up, up the food chain. I mean, you know, quite senior people within the marketing team at, at TFL will be interested to know about this stuff and and how it works. I mean, they're very much, you know, TFL is, is, is always got this, um, they're always thinking about, you know, we need to just make sure that we are investing prudently, effectively. We're not being profligate, um, and, and, and just making sure that, you know, w- what we are doing is, you know, is, is the, is the right thing. And, and we're not just kind of throwing money after, you know, good money after bad. Um, so, you know, because all they need to get is a freedom of information request to say, oh, you know, I saw your ad appear here and how much did you spend and what did it, you know, what did it do and all this kind of stuff. So we have to be, I guess we have to be extra careful about, uh, you know, how how we do this stuff. So in some ways that can be quite hard to do test and learn. Um, but um, so I, I would say we're never going to be the kind of out there doing something just for the hell of it because it just looks amazing. Uh, and uh, we'll probably be slightly more of a kind of follower. So check that you know, other clients within the building make sure it's all, as I said earlier, had the green light from Group M before we then go and go and you know try anything or test anything you know with with a particular um, you know different contextual partner that we may not have used before
1: nice, nice. And, and and i guess based on your experience over the past sort of few years is 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 there anything that you feel is is kind of missing or what do you need to see next from you know the opportunities around contextual or or kind of broader targeting opportunities for digital
0: oh gosh um i mean it 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 would be amazing if we could start to pull in a bit more of the uh, of the data that we have uh, it, 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 and, and and that I, I think that could be really interesting to try and overlay some of, some of that uh, on top of what al- already you know contextual partners have I, I, I just I, it would be amazing if there was some sort of way to do that in a kind of light way uh, it feels like it's just quite hard work to do and there's a lot of heavy lifting a- a- around it to make it to make it happen um you know i'm not suggesting that first party data is the holy grail but if there was some way of being able to pull some of that in uh in in, in a way that wasn't too you know too much hard work and and an, an added an extra component to the contextual targeting i think that that could be really helpful i have no idea how you might do that so i'm sort of just put it put putting putting that out there um I think you know that brand safety will continue to be something that, that that clients will will focus on, and particularly a brand like like TFL that really you know, have to be whiter than white and can't really take any any risks you in, in, in this space. Um, then you know more you know, giving clients more confidence on that, uh, I think is is really interesting. And I, and and then I think just also you know innovating in in the types of formats and uh, things like that, uh, I think is going to be key as well i mean i'm seeing you know there are some quite exciting new formats that that, I, that have come on over the last kind of twelve eighteen eighteen months um, and uh, I think that just can really only only help uh, to you know to build to, you know to build out this category and to build out you know additional investment from 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 clients and advertisers into contextual targeting and contextual ad market
1: uh, and for, and from a measurement perspective then is there are there any sort of, i suppose specific measures that you, you've kind of you're mm. seeing an increased focus on or like, is it kind of dependent on specific campaigns and goals anything sort of any sort of shifts or trends you've seen in that area
0: um, I mean we do a we do a lot of campaign tracking at a kind of macro level um you know what is always interesting is if you know if we're able to drill down into into campaigns specifically and and and, and understand you know how context has helped to drive increased salience of a message um and and, and then just thinking about the time you know and then within that what specific environments help that message land you know e- you know even more effectively than it did if it were somewhere else um so i think that would be you know really really useful um i'm i'm not sure whether i'm just thinking of the kind of brand sort of brand leaf lift studies that i that i get to look at they don't as far as i'm aware they don't tend to think look at to consider too much the context it's just more around you know did you see this message did you not has it what has it made you more inclined to do this or do that or think more positively or negatively about the brand so just thinking about the 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 context and the impact and influence of the context on the message uh i think would be you know would be would be useful and then you know and then it becomes kind of self fulfilling for for you guys that if it if it shows that you know the up, there's an even greater uplift when the context is considered then that can only help right
1: yeah. Yeah. Makes sense. If yeah. there's yeah, ways, ways to isolate, yeah. the, uh, I guess, the impact of, of different elements of the strategy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it makes yeah. perfect sense. Yeah, yeah. Thank you very much. Well, look, it's been a pleasure as always to chat, David. Thank you for sharing your insights. And um, I look forward to uh, speaking
0: to you soon. I've enjoyed it. Thanks very much, Steve. Have a good weekend.
1: Nice. Take care,
0: mate. Take Thank care. You. Bye. Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to our latest episode of Just For Context. We hope we have topped up your contextual tank just a little. For more information about Show Heroes and our contextual tools, including Show Hero Semantic Hero, which is our very own AI-driven semantic technology, please head to our website, showheroes.com. You can also find us on LinkedIn, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, make sure to listen out for other podcasts. See you soon!
0: There were nights we would fight,
1: no end in sight, nothing was right tonight, our